Amanda Dixon is the longtime host of Utah's Morning News. You can hear more of her each weekday morning between 5 and 9 here on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to A Woman's View on KSL News Radio. Such a pleasure this week to have Heather Barney with me, longtime government and communications director, now businesswoman. And Susan Spears is with me, the CEO of the Utah Association of CPAs. I want to shift uh, topics and talk about debt, but feel free to, to jump in with anything that you might want to have added to the last segment because we're still talking about how much people earn, which is directly connected to their debt. But I was I was concerned this week when I read in the Deseret News that the average consumer debt here in Utah is well over the national average. So the national average, let's see, was about $100,000, wasn't it? Uh, mm -hmm. We have the worst debt to salary ratio in the country. And I, I know we have bigger families and sometimes that can be connected to these unique statistics, but holy cow, what is going on there, Heather? Do you have any idea? You know, Susan probably knows a little more, you know, about that than I do. But, you know, I read that also, and it, it scares me. And, and, you know, I go back to what I was saying earlier. It, it, there's so many financial stressors on us now. I know there always has been, but it just seems so much worse. So I look at my kids and my nieces and nephews. They can't buy a house. No. I mean, they can't get in a house or a lot of them get in houses that they can't afford. I don't know why Utah's is higher other than I think that we're taught to, you know, go, you know, be hard workers, go after what you want. And maybe we look too, too big. I don't know, but I, I drive around a lot of times and I think, man, we have two incomes and how are these people affording these homes and these beautiful cars? And I don't know if that is, I, mean, I know it's not just a Utah thing. So I, Susan can probably answer that yeah. better. All right, Susan, jump in here, because I, I mean, even in this article I was reading, it said that we are, uh, I think we're like number four in the nation. And when it comes to bankruptcy, bankruptcy. filings, what yeah. are we doing? What happened to live within your means? We have an old saying that when we work with when we teach financial literacy, we always say you need to act your wage. You know, I think there are a lot of things. We're the youngest state in the nation. And perhaps that drives that salary to income ratio down a little bit. I, I think that that's part of it. But if we also look at the women's workforce in the state, I mean, we're still at um, just under 80% of wages to men, if we compare. You know, so we have that disparity, too. And um, like I just said, 40%, 40% of women are the breadwinners. That certainly doesn't help much. Our housing is out of control. I mean, th there are times I say, I don't know if I could afford to buy my house again. Yeah. Y you know, in today's dollars, I'm, I'm just. Oh, I, I'm I know grateful. we could not. There's no way that we could buy. But, we bought our house 20 years ago. And, you know, it's I don't know how much it's gone up three times, four times. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, right. And the, and our credit card debt's out of control. I know. What does I that don't... say to you? Our, we keep spending. And does that say something positive, like, hey, we have faith in our economy and in the job market, and we know we can spend money because we're always going to be able to make more? Is is that what that says, or does it say something else? I, I don't know. I, th I think that there is definitely a behavioral component. You know, our younger kids, I mean, they, they've got, they're saddled with student loan debt. They're getting their first jobs. They need a way to transport. They need a place to live. 
So the median income in Utah is 80,000. Oh, wow. So that's which, way higher so, than I knew. Exactly. So if you look at starting salaries coming out of colleges, uh, out of our universities, they're not 80,000. I mean, I know certainly in my profession, they're not 80,000. You know, if we look at that young demographic, I think our kids are being saddled with all, all this startup cost, if you will, to, to start life. And then even though we have this financial literacy requirement, our research has shown that does improve. But I think that we're pricing ourselves out of the market. And as women, we don't know how to, I mean, 40% of the breadwinners, we spend 80% of the money. I mean, you know, we're making 80% of the financial decisions. And as women, we don't always know, we don't feel like we have the know-how how to make those decisions. And we don't have the comfort level all the time to go seek the help. You know, so, yeah. um, so we're trying to solve to a few things. I have to think too, you know, I think back to my parents' generation and my parents were, were members of the greatest generation. And for them, they literally mm -hmm. would not buy anything until they had enough money to buy completely with cash. Yep. So that applied to cars, that applied to, there was no such thing as putting it on a credit card. <laughs> that mm -hmm. never happened. And it used to drive me nuts as a teenager. And my father would say to me, oh, that's a very loose use of the word need, Amanda. You do not <laughs> need those Gloria Vanderbilt jeans. And, and, but I did see the kinds of habits that they embraced in order to afford things for our family. And then I look at what's happening today, and I do not see those uh, mm -hmm. those sorts of habits that I can deny myself the latest iPhone, or I can deny myself the you know second or third or fourth or fifth streaming service per month mm -hmm. in order to put that money away for a home. Well, but look at how things are marketed. I mean, we're, things are marketed for $99 a month, you can have X. And that's coming down to our young kids, and they're eating this up. And then our kids in high school are getting those credit card offers. You know, so we've, we've got to up our game on what it is really to spend. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping the financial literacy classes will do. My one son is taking, my youngest is taking financial literacy mm -hmm. this semester in his a junior year of high school, and he's he's learning a lot, and I'm happy. He's asking me very detailed questions about our family's finances, and I don't want to talk about all of it. <laughs> but I, I also don't want to hide the ball. I want him to be yeah. educated and know this is how we earn the money, and this is where it goes. But you just brought up a great point, though. I mean, he's talking to. I mean, we have the financial literacy class, which is which is great. I mean, I mean, I remember working with Senator Pat Jones on that years ago to get that pushed through. But the other thing is, you're his mother. He's talking to you about it, and as you know, as mothers, we're the ones that are teaching our kids. And if we don't know about it or we don't want to talk about it, I mean, it cre it creates another another little. Challenge, yeah. challenge to the equation here. My parents were so secretive with money. I have sworn not to be that way, uh, to have my own way with them without um, without and changing the way they feel too much. Let me take a quick break. Uh, I'll be back. My wonderful guest, uh, Susan Spears, is here with Heather Barney on A Woman's View. Back in a moment. <laughs> 